The following is an exclusive presentation of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. It's time for BYU Women's Soccer, live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pre-Match Live. Coming up, we'll hear from head coach Jennifer Rockwood, and we'll get a look at today's starting lineups. Let's begin our coverage of BYU Women's Soccer and join your host, Jason Shepard. Good afternoon, BYU soccer fans. Welcome to Malibu, California, and Terry from Rocus Field on the beautiful, and let me underline the word beautiful, campus of Pepperdine University. Today, the Cougars look to remain unbeaten in WCC play as they face the Pepperdine Waves. My name is Jason Shepard, filling in for Greg Rubel, and I'm happy to be joined once again by former Cougar Avery Walker. Now, both teams enter today's game having won their previous match. Now, BYU won 2-1 in overtime at San Diego a week ago to improve to 8-3-1 overall and 3-0 in conference play. The Waves face number four Santa Clara right here in Malibu this past Sunday, beating the Broncos 1-0. Pepperdine currently 7-6-1 and 2-1-1 in the West Coast Conference. Avery, both teams will have had at least six days in between games. How much does that help really both sides today? Mid-season recovery days are so crucial. It can really stop some of those nagging injuries, and coaches can kind of let their girls heal and then get back to practice. So I'm sure Coach Ward and Coach Rockwood are both really excited to see what those recovery days have have given these girls as far as fresh le- legs go, and I'm sure they're excited to see their girls finally compete again for another conference championship. Absolutely, and if you're BYU now, Pepperdine did play two matches last week. BYU, in the last two weeks, has only had one match during the week. So they've had a lot of extra time, and uh, hopefully that's something that uh, that's beneficial for BYU because of that rest factor. Absolutely. And, you know, with rest also comes the opportunity to implement some new strategy and be able to kind of hone in your strengths against specific opponents. Mm-hmm. So I think particularly for this game, being a, as big as it is for BYU and Pepperdine, you know, to kind of solidify their run in conference as far as establishing a conference leader, this those rest days will be crucial. That's one of the topics I bring up with the head coach of the Cougars, Jennifer Rockwood. You will hear from her next. Cougar Pre-Match Live continues right after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's Cougar Pre-Match Live. It's time to get the scoop on today's match from head coach Jennifer Rockwood. Let's rejoin your host, Jason Shepard. Welcome back to Terry from Rocus Field at Pepperdine. Cougars and Waves getting ready for a showdown by the sea. Current temperatures here in Malibu, 67 degrees and cloudy. In fact, the high today is only supposed to be 68, so it doesn't appear like it's going to get much warmer than this. Actually had rain here last night and then early this morning. But Avery, who, Avery Walker, who joins me on the broadcast, we have got a gorgeous view across the pitch through palm trees. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, that is what they call the Pacific Ocean, correct? That is what they call <laughs> those people. I, I can't remember who they are, but they named that the yes. Pacific Ocean. Yes. Yeah. In terms of uh, backdrops, there's there's not very many. I, I would say the backdrop that we have at Southfield and Provo with the beautiful mountains and then this with the Pacific Ocean right uh, right behind is uh, is probably two of the best in the country. Now, BYU, they've won two straight against Pepperdine and three out of the last four. Interestingly, though, the Waves have won three of four in Malibu. It's now time for our pre-match interview with the head coach of the Cougars, Jennifer Rockwood, brought to you by Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. I talked with the coach before today's match. Here's our conversation. 
This is now two weeks in a row where you've only had one game. How much has the extra practice helped you? I think anytime you can get um, some extra training in is always a good thing. It, it is unique. I think this is the first year that that's happened in our conference, just to try and spread the games out a little bit more. So a little bit time, more time to recover, obviously. But, again, anytime you get a little extra training in, it, it's very beneficial. Well, that's what I was going to ask. How, how do you handle that? Because you do have the extra time, but you don't. You also want to utilize the yeah. extra time for the rest part. Yeah, so um, Monday we went really light, mm-hmm. um, a, a nice uh, light recovery day. Didn't didn't go very long, but we went pretty hard on Tuesday, Wednesday, and and I just kind of went back to what we started with is, is working on our defensive shape, our defensive shape in our press, uh, and then our attacking third shape. So just kind of reminding um, everybody kind of what uh, a good starting point and because um, we got a little bit out of shape in the in the last game and so just recognizing all our spaces and just feeling comfortable and, and start moving the ball again beyond just being three and0 in the conference and atop the standings you guys have won seven of eight is there a, is there a common denominator in the success over the last seven or eight matches? Well, I think it's just um, trying to get better with each game. You know, that's what we've always tried to do is, is learn from the past um, games that we've played, um, kind of see what we need to work on. You know, we don't map anything out um, because we kind of take it game by game, seeing what we need to refocus on or address, um, you know, after each game we play. But I think it's just uh, the common denominator, I think, is just the energy, the positive energy, the great leadership that we have right now. Um, and just the excitement of, of stepping back on the field and, and proving yourself. Listeners are going to hear from Lizzie Braby coming up in, in just a few minutes. I'm curious your thoughts on Lizzie and how she's performing this year and just as her career has gone on here at BYU. Yeah, I mean, Lizzie's just playing really well right now. She's she's playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, our, the girls are very confident in finding her. Her and Bing are doing a great job of working it up and down the side. Uh, it's, it's hard to stop. San Diego kind of, uh, kind of took us out of that a little bit. So it was good to kind of refocus and see what we need to do to kind of uh, combat that. But Lizzie's playing great. You know, we have a lot of girls playing uh, out of their normal positions um, with our with our formation this year, and, and Lizzie's really embraced uh, kind of we call it a withdrawn forward. Uh, she plays a little kind of in the midfield, but also is a great attacking player. So um, if we can find Lizzie in the box, she does a great job of getting her shot off. Well, and two of her three goals have come in conference. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, she's a big threat. She she. Uh, you know, can help us build out of the back effectively. But if we can get her turning and, and facing forward, she's very dangerous. So let's talk about Pepperdine. This is not a team that scores a lot. In fact, I believe they're averaging less than a goal, and you guys are averaging three. Mm-hmm. So talk just a little bit about the, the difference between what you bring to the table and what mm-hmm. defensively Pepperdine is wanting to do. Yeah, you know, last year uh, Pepperdine had the Conference Player of the Year, you know, um, lost some great seniors and probably trying to find their attacking uh, shape again. And um, we've been able to do that. It's kind of where we were a little bit last year, and and uh, they've always been organized. Tim does a phenomenal job with that team year in, year out. They're competitive. They're smart. They're always well organized. They're, they're solid on set pieces. I think that's where they're scoring some of their goals. Um, they've got the conference player of the year. I mean, the goalkeeper of the year. So she does a, a great job, and uh, she's going to be tough to score against. So they've always been able uh, to hold a great defensive shape and uh, make it very 
difficult and challenging for teams to get in the attacking third. We've had a lot of success in that, especially our last um, you know, five, six games. So hopefully we can um, put a little bit more pressure on them than they're used to seeing. Then the final question is, you mentioned putting pressure on. I know that's what you guys want to do is mm-hmm. just be aggressive mm-hmm. and put the pressure on. What else are a couple of keys you think will be pretty important to, to win this one? Um, I think we're just going to have to find the space uh, based on their formation. Um, our girls have, have really done a good job of reading where the space is uh, in between the different lines based on the formations that our opponents are playing. So, you know, Pepperdine plays a little different formation that we've seen the last few games. Um, and, you know, hopefully the girls could find those gaps, find that space and expose it. Um, also hope to use our, our speed and our quickness down the sidelines and then also finding Elise in behind the back line. She's been really hard to stop if we can get her in the box facing forward. Appreciate the time. Good luck against the Waves. All right, thanks. That's the head coach of the BYU Cougars, Jennifer Rockwood. Our pre-match interview brought to you by Zions Bank. And Avery, she mentioned uh, and used Lizzie as one of the examples. Uh, she mentioned uh, several players playing out of position. Here's the thing. You wouldn't know it because everyone so far has adapted quite quickly. Absolutely. And that is it goes to show how much work the Cougars put in in the off season. Um, we were working on this new formation as a team when I was playing, which was, you know, the spring of 2016. So it's it's a long way in the making. But the thing about BYU players is they're often sometimes I mean, really all college players, they're the best in their clubs or their their hometowns, right? And so they they play a lot and they get of they get a lot of experience in many positions because they're good wherever you put them. Right. And that just goes to show these smart players they get to know each position really well and they're super adaptable, which is magic and just beautiful when it comes to coaching when you can recruit a player and have them play well wherever you need them. When we come back, you will hear from Lizzie Braby. That's coming up next as Cougar Pre-Match Live continues. You're listening to BYU Women's Soccer on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The junior for Murray, and here's our conversation. So how nice has it been to have had a full week? In fact, the last two weeks, you guys have only had one game. So you guys have been able to get extra practice in. How much has, has that helped you, do you think? I think it's helped a lot. We have had a really tough schedule, and... We've had games back to back to back, and we've had to recover pretty fast, but having a few more days off to get what we need to down has been awesome. What has been the focus this week heading into this Pepperdine game? Uh, We focused a lot on playing our central players and opening up the sides a little bit more, and we've also focused on getting the balls in the box and getting our shots off. That's what you guys are wanting to do. You guys want to be very aggressive in putting pressure on the opposition. Do you like the way that's progressing as the season has gone on? Yeah, it's been awesome. We, we've we come a long way from our first game to right now, and we've gotten a lot better at getting our looks off in the box, and also we've gotten looks out off outside the box, but we're mostly like dominating the box, so... Speaking of progressing, your shot made, I think, what, four goals so far this year? Or four goals for the crew, three for this year. So what's been working so well for you personally? I think a lot of it has to do with just um, the focus on our positioning on the field and getting those just basics down and, like, looking for our opportunities. Jen is always saying, look for your own opportunity. And in those moments, like, you just have to capitalize on it. So I think I've done a little bit better of a job of finding my own opportunities instead of just passing it off 
when sometimes I don't need to. How much has the, the change in, in format, things like that, going to the, the 442, how much has that affected the whole team, but specifically your job? So I think the 442, it really brings out everyone's strength, especially on the team and the players that we have this year. We have a lot of speed on the team and like just really smart players and we're really good at like picking up on the things that we couldn't quite pick up on when we were trying to go to the 442 a few years back so we just have the players right for it this year and it's been awesome how would you describe this team this year in the time that i'm around you guys one of those teams that have a lot of fun but you guys also get the work done it's a really nice mixture and being able to be loose but also when it's time to go it's time to go yeah this team culture this year has just been the best it has never been this way since I've been here and we're all so close and just so good of friends on the field and off the field and I think that makes all the difference with the team chemistry. As aggressive as you guys want to be right now just looking at the the comparative stats. Okay uh, some technical issues Uh, apologize for that with my uh, my interview with Lizzie Braby Uh, and she was talking and, and you can discuss this she was talking about I had asked her about the fact that this team seems to have the right temperament in terms of being able to play loose but yet get the work done it's it really is the best of both worlds it is and it's so fun i mean we've been traveling with this group for you know a day or so and just listening to them in the bus kind of go from being hyper (laughs) to intense at practice and relax before the game it's it's exciting to see the like you said like the different personalities showing their strengths to you know, as far as leadership goes, you've got some really passionate, intense leaders, and you have some girls who are just here to have fun. Um, and equally, you know, both of those types of players add to the relaxation of the team and the the discipline. So, I mean, as far as personality goes, I think what Lizzie was saying is true. They, they have a really good balance. Well, and she also talked about speed, and you heard um, Coach Rockwood discussing speed and how uh, that's certainly a weapon that BYU can utilize, especially down the sidelines. This this team, speaking of BYU, has got the ability to, to really push tempo. Absolutely. I love what you said about pushing the tempo. When BYU needs to go hard and play direct, they have the, the weapons to do that. And it doesn't just come from the forwards. You know, it, it comes from the outside backs. It comes from the center backs and the center midfielders. And speed and has always been a strength of BYU soccer as far as the entire program goes. We've always had really um, amazing athletes who are very fit and can rely on that when uh, when head-to-head with, you know, a 1v1 situation. want to thank Lizzie Braby, and again, I apologize for the, uh, the technical difficulties. When we come back, we'll focus on the Pepperdine Ways. We'll talk with their head coach, Tim Ward. That's next. You're listening to BYU Women's Soccer on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pre-Match Live, getting you ready for BYU women's soccer. For more pre-match coverage, here's Jason Shepard. Welcome back to Cougar Pre-Match Live. Jason Shepard, Avery Walker with you from Terry Fromm, Rocus Field, on the campus of Pepperdine University. The Cougars and Waves will kick off shortly. Now, Tim Ward has been the head coach at Pepperdine for 21 of the program's 26 years of existence, and he was an assistant before that. So I think of the 26 years he's been here, 
a total of 25 years. He certainly knows his Pepperdine soccer. He is a five-time WCC Coach of the Year winner and has taken the waves to 10 NCAA tournament bursts three times all the way to the Sweet 16. Now, as I mentioned earlier, Pepperdine coming off a big win over number four Santa Clara this past Sunday right here on their home field. I asked Coach Ward what impressed him the most about that victory. I think our response to Friday's disappointment, we um, I, we tied on Friday against San Francisco, and I think San Francisco is a really nice team, but um, we're two minutes away from winning that game, and to be fair, we, we hit the post three or four times, so we should have been up maybe two or three goals in the game, and so to give up a late goal against the, the Dons on Friday, you know, we had to deal with the emotional sort of letdown of that, and I think the girls did a beautiful job. Uh, just showing up on Sunday and sort of next play, that next play mentality. We talk about that all the time. We can't change the past, and we, we really can't do anything about the future, but we can live in the present moment and uh, do the very, very best we can with what's before us. And I think we did a nice job on Sunday against the Broncos. What type of confidence came out of that win in terms of maybe how did that translate to practice this week? To be fair, this week's training has been really good. I think for the last month we've actually – been playing pretty well in our last eight games I think we're six one and one and I think we've only conceded two goals so we didn't start the way that a, a generally a Pepperdine team wants to start um, we I, to be perfectly honest we weren't really fit enough I don't think coming into preseason I, our levels were good but they weren't great and as a result um, I don't think we had enough energy sort of in, in big games to, to dig down and, and grind results out. And as a result, we also had a lot of injuries. And so once we sort of dealt with that, both from a staff perspective, where our staff was a little disappointed with the way our team returned, um, and we can't really do and, and control their fitness levels in the summer. We just trust that they come in. And, and our girls are great. Our girls are amazing. But I think maybe it's a little bit of a, quote unquote, hangover from, you know, back-to-back WCC championships. I think maybe it's like, hey, we're all that in a bag of chips. And and uh, we're going to be just, we're just going to win. And I think it was a rude awakening for us early on. Since that time, since we've dealt with the emotion and what that meant in principle to our program and what it means to always, uh, I think we've done a really, really good job responding. We're really proud of our program and that it's, we don't really, well, I want this to come out the right way. We don't, we don't talk about winning and losing games necessarily. We just talk about excellence and daily excellence and the pursuit thereof. And we just decide, all right, this is where we're at, so let's just get better today. And that's sort of what has taken us to this point where we responded to start one and five and now to be seven, six, and one. Pretty good recovery. Um, we still got a long way to go, and we don't know if we're going to be good enough to be a postseason team or a WCC championship kind of team, but we're going to give it our best shot. The last few weeks of training have been really, really good. Talk to me about your keeper, Brielle Priest. She's coming off earning WCC Player of the Week honors. Uh, she has been solid really her entire career. Yeah, well, I think her story is a really remarkable one, and a lot of people don't know. She's a fifth-year senior for us. She had the red shirt her freshman year because she broke her, ankle, uh, broke her foot. And then she she was the number two goalkeeper behind a very good wave, Hannah Siebert, who's you know playing professionally in Europe, playing in Champions League soccer for her team in Denmark. And it was never an easy road for Brielle. But what's really cool about Brielle is that when she got her chance to be the one last year, she had maybe one of the best seasons in the history of Pepperdine soccer as a goalkeeper. And and that's what we love about our girls is they just you know Brielle didn't pout. She she I'm sure there were sad days, but she kept working at her game got better and better. And then, yes, what a lot of people don't know is that she also had surgery over the summer, and so she wasn't ready to play in the, the first part of our season. Mm-hmm. And um, we have a really good goalkeeper, Zoe, Zoe Cleveley and Kinsey Iron, and they're both uh, 
One's a redshirt freshman and one's a, a true freshman that are very good and going to be great goalkeepers. But when you have someone like Brielle who just has that experience base and she wasn't playing, you know, we took some early losses um, for lots of reasons. But once Brielle came back, it also took her a few games. But since that time, Brielle's found her edge. She's playing extraordinary. Coach, last thing for you. And again, I appreciate your time. Uh, what are your thoughts on sure. this BYU team that comes in? Top of the standings, 3-0. and I always love the BYU soccer program. I think they they represent some of the best of what the West Coast Conference has to offer. We've always, I, I love Jen, and I, I'm a big fan of what they do. And, and to be fair, I've only watched one game of theirs. Our, our staff sort of, we focus on different things. I, I know enough about them to know that they're real good. I know enough about Jen and her traditions and her coaching excellence that this team is the real deal. They're very organized, very athletic. And in all the best sense of BYU soccer, they like to attack, as do we. I'm hoping it's going to be a great game for the neutral fan and, and for, you know, Pepperdine fans. But we know we got our work cut out for us, and I think they, they're probably going to have their work cut out for us. But at the end of the day, you know, the hope is that the better team wins. And we, I'm sure Jen wants to be the better team, and we want to be the better team. But nothing but respect for um, BYU and, and Jen and her program because she just, she's just one of the good ones. You know, she's not one of the good ones. She's one of the great ones. I'm, I'm a huge fan of what she's done up there in Provo. Thanks to Coach Tim Ward of Pepperdine for taking a few minutes uh, before tonight's match. A lot of mutual respect between Coach Ward and Coach Rockwood. All right, time now for Wilner and O'Reilly's Laws of the Game feature. It's brought to you by Wilner and O'Reilly Immigration Solutions in Utah and abroad at wilneroreilly.com. We're asking you, what is the minimum height required for the corner flag. The minimum height required for the corner flag. That answer is next, as well as starting lineups and the opening kick. This is Cougar Pre-Match Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pre-Match Live. Getting you ready for BYU women's soccer. For more pre-match coverage, here's Jason Shepard. Welcome back to Pepperdine University. Before we move forward, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to BYU Women's Soccer on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Before we get to tonight's starting lineup, let's answer today's question in Wilner and O'Reilly's Laws of the Game segment. I won't ask you, Avery, because you cheated and read <laughs> ahead, so you know the answer. Our question tonight is, or today is, what is the minimum height required for the corner flag? I didn't realize there would be a minimum or a maximum. I mean, everything, there's a rule for everything. The answer, according to Rule 1.8.1, says a flag on a post not less than five feet high shall be placed at each corner. It has to be at least five feet high. And that is Laws of the Game, brought to you by Wilner, Wilner and O'Reilly. And this is BYU Women's Soccer on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 